Hello, and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is ran by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. to the wheel of crime podcast my name is jen and my name is emily it's another week welcome time just i can't believe it's mid-november listen hello listen it's so weird i feel like the first half or not even the half like the first quarter of the year and the last quarter of the year i blink and they just disappear i don't know like usually i think like January through March is like the slow period of the year for me, but this entire year, like gone in a blink of an eye. Like I, I literally blinked and now it's December again. And I was like reminiscing the other day. I was like, Oh, remember when the vaccines first landed in, in Canada and we were so like hopeful that this pandemic was going to be over. And my partner, John was like, yeah, that was like literally December, 2020. And I was like, Oh my God. Yikes. Uh, yeah, not a fan of that train of thought. Um, see, obviously still dreading the whole COVID thing because we're we're still in lockdown here in Alberta. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, my big other thing has been I'm not really somebody who gets joy out of Christmas shopping and I have not done anything yet and most people I know have already started and I'm just at a loss. I don't know what to get people anymore. I feel like during my life up to this point I've already kind of gotten people what I had envisioned to get them along the Mm -hmm. way at some point and I am out of ideas I don't know what to do anymore see I'm the exact opposite of you I was done a majority of my Christmas shopping at the end of October (laughs) and I have like a couple of things left to buy but I'm waiting for Black Friday to see if they go on sale because they're like tech things Mm. and usually like that's when the sales happen but there's like two things that I have left to buy one's for my dad and one is for um my mom And that's it. Like, I'm done. After that. Like, she done. Like, I would have been done at the end of October fully if I wasn't waiting to see if they went on sale. Oh, I believe it. Um, yeah, I don't know. My thing is, like, I feel just, like, I because I don't have a good idea on what to get people and I'm not in that headspace, I kind of just forget about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's mid-November. It's the end of November. It's the start of December. And I have still nothing and no ideas to give to people. But then I've I've kind of like, see, here's my thing. I don't mind receiving gift cards, like, as a person. Like, I, like, if people feel like they need to get me something, I'm usually pretty happy with that. But not everybody feels like that. So I feel like if I do do that, there's going to be some people where if I give them gift cards, they're going to be like, oh, that's a cop-out. And I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> I love you. Believe me. (laughs) Literally. And I'm just like, no, please. Like, this is not, this isn't me just, like, tapping out. This is called, I know you like going here. Here's a gift card because I do not have it in me to figure out what you want from this place. (laughs) Honestly, 
you know what? Like, I think that's totally fair and Unless valid. Unless somebody has, like, and... over and over again being like, oh, like, I really love this thing from this place. Like, then at least I have it in my head and I'm like, ooh, I know that they want this thing from this place. Rather than, like, uh, so, for example. Guessing. For, yeah, or, like, for shopping for my family. I know, like, a couple of my siblings or even my parents, they talk about things that they would want that would have to get shipped in. But then that's the thing with Canada and Christmas time. If you buy something now, it's not coming in until maybe January. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I did my shopping so early this year. Usually I'm not this much of a psychopath. I usually wait until November to start. Um, But, like, I kept hearing things about how, like, like all of the, like, chain, um, like, manufacturing and just, like, shipping was going to be, like, crazy this year because of the pandemic and lack of workers and, like, various other things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to get it all done and out of the way, except for, like, the few things that I know will be in stock when I go get them in November. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't know. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I wish I'm I was really that excited thinking for you to see what I got you for Christmas this year. You're such a nerd. A you always do this. Like it's like two months away from uh, uh, Christmas, and you're like, I can't wait for you to see your Christmas present. <laughs> I get really excited because I had a really good idea this year, and I think you're really gonna like it. And I don't know, like giving gifts is definitely like my love language. So, like, I super enjoy the whole Christmas shopping thing. Like, I'm honestly sad that I'm done because I wish I had more to do. I'm sure you could find more to do if you put your mind into it. (laughs) I know, but I'm done and I'm okay with that. But, like, it's kind of sad, you know? Like, there's part of me that's like, aw. You should send me some of that energy that you have just so that I could even get started. I would be very thankful (laughs) for that. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. Usually at this point is when I go ask my mom if she needs help Christmas shopping and like I do some of hers for her. Mm-hmm. But I've already like ordered my partner John's gift for them. Mm-hmm. Like I ordered it at the same time that I ordered part of his other gift from me. So <laughs> I'm just like, I got nothing left to do. You're ridiculous. I'm, I'm- you're like, um, I was reading something uh, earlier today about how people get the Christmas crazies and how it's like just some people. And I'm like, oh, no, I know them. <laughs> They're in my life. I can picture them right now. It's like my it's mom. It's me and your mom. You. Yeah, you guys are the biggest <laughs> Christmas crazies that I know. I feel like there's definitely probably a few more. But like for like immediate thoughts, I was like, I got two right off the bat. <laughs> I know them. Well, I think it. Yeah, I think it was cemented the year that your mom got me, or maybe you got me, those uh, antlers and the nose for my car. Mom, my mom definitely bought those for you. I would never. (laughs) (laughs) And we had matching ones, me and your mom. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember you were like, do you have to put those on, like, while we're still going to school? Like, can't you just put them on during Christmas break? Yeah. Because you used to drive with me to school, and you were just like, mm, okay. You, you drove a Mustang, which was already attracting people's attention, and then you put fucking reindeer antlers on it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. So now everybody thinks we're, like, extra super crazy, which, I mean, 
At least that's an accurate <laughs> assumption, but... Rolling up, blasting Hillary Duff's Christmas album with our fucking ice caps in yeah, hand. Yeah, closely 20 followed minutes by late. Imagine Dragons. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, good times. Oh yeah, the best. Um, But yeah, no, that's coming up soon, and yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great okay um but no so you are sharing a story with us today should we spin our wheel of questions yes okay the wheel's very far away from me okay so i just want to preface before i go into my questions that emily and i are canadians but not uh like a week from today basically like on the thursday before okay hold on i'm trying to i'm trying to make this less confusing. you're about to next talk about week. american thanksgiving i can yeah. feel it next week is american thanksgiving and then what follows american thanksgiving is black friday which we're just talking about but um so my episode is themed around american thanksgiving to preface okay. so even though we're Canadian and we don't do these things, I'm going to ask you some questions about it anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever been to a crazy mall where, like, the shopping experience was, like, wild and there was, like, crowds of people in lines to get into stores that, like, went around the block? Once. Uh, I feel like I accidentally went shopping on Black Friday once. Because I normally, uh, for, like, Boxing Day, in the times that I have gone, it's normally, like, you know, it, it's busy in the mornings, but I'm not a morning person. So by the time I roll there, it's, like, the afternoon, evening, and it's not as crazy. But I definitely mm-hmm. have gone to, I think it was Best Buy, to pick up something for work on a Black Friday once. And that was super overwhelming. <laughs> not quite the mall, I but I was, like... But it, almost just as bad because of how Best Buy set up. It's like, you know, you've got all those different stations and stuff. So people are lined up for, like, different types of services and whatever. And, like, that's straight up insanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I've never been to, like, a truly, like, crazy shopping experience. I think the closest I came was going to West Ed um, right before Christmas. I was not there to shop, though. I was there because three of the B characters from the first Twilight movie were appearing to speak. And, like, the line to get into that was, like, probably fucking six hours long. And then, because it was right before Christmas, the mall was insane. Um, or I went to Cross Iron Mills, which is near Calgary, Alberta. It's one of the bigger malls. And I went there right before Christmas, like two or three years ago. And it was literally insanity. I pulled into a parking spot and this man with his young child, like literally was like screaming at me. Cause he's like, I saw that spot from three, like he was like three fucking rows away. And he's like, I was coming for it and you stole it. And like... I was like, that is not how parking lots work, (laughs) sir. (laughs) You're like, I don't know, man, what exactly it is that you were hoping to get out of this, but um, this is not how life works. I did park (laughs) here, sorry. 
like I'm here now, so like you have to find another spot. And then well, he people, was like, sometimes so parking lots though too, especially for busier places and things, they like to treat parking stalls as if like you have a claim on it the second your eyeballs land there. And it's like no, you have a claim on it when your ass is in that stall. I would be mad if I was, say, waiting for somebody to pull out, and then the second they pulled out, somebody else who saw me waiting for that spot took it. I feel like that's being an asshole. But if it's yeah. like, but if it's like you are in a row by yourself and you see a spot, and you pull into it, and some other guy is like, "Hey, <laughs> I, I was coming for it. it first from the street over there." It's like, Mm-mm. yeah, that doesn't fly <laughs> here, pal. Sorry. Listen, sir, this is not how this works. No. Yeah. I don't know. See, that's the thing, too, is if I have experienced, like, a true crazy mall experience, I feel like I probably would have blocked that out just because I find that kind of stuff really overwhelming. Like, I remember talking to somebody once who they normally try to go out for the busier shopping days for, like, the deals, and there's, like, an excitement behind it, and I, my only thing was, like, I don't find that exciting. That gives me anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> I the would thing rather buy it online. Most, yeah, the thing that gives me the most anxiety is the parking situation. I just, like, hate, hate driving in those situations. People are just so rude and, like, ugh. I just, I don't like it at all. It definitely brings out the worst in people, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right? All right. Let's spin for our next question. What is your worst Thanksgiving experience? Well, I know what yours is because we talk about it frequently. Um, I don't know about my own, if I'm going to be honest. I feel, I think my Thanksgiving is normally exactly the same every Mm -hmm. year, except I do have a memory of my grandma threatening to beat a child with a cane one year. (laughs) That's about (laughs) it. Grandma gone sicko. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, I would have probably done the same thing in her situation. (laughs) Just with the child in question. Um, Not one of my siblings. Somebody else. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's been the same every year. Like, my, my parents always host and they always have our immediate family and then just with the pandemic and everything, it's really just been like us and like that's very that's pretty much been it like before Mm -hmm. we would maybe have a little bit more people like say my mom's sister's family or something but that's always been about it nothing too exciting fair i think mine i'm pretty sure i don't know if i've told you on the podcast before but i know i've told you is uh when i first went vegetarian i was living away in uh british columbia going to university and I came home for Thanksgiving it was not the first year that I was there it was the second year so I didn't come home the year before because Emily actually came to visit me yeah, we had a friend's when giving. I was living there yeah we had Friendsgiving it was great but the next year I went home and across the table my aunt made a very rude comment about me because I had recently gone vegetarian and she was like, oh, you're not eating meat? Like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I remember. See, okay, clearly we talk a lot because I have several Thanksgiving stories that you've shared with me. Um, but I do remember that one because you were like, <laughs> you were like, but it's so uncalled for. Like, why do you have to make the extra effort to be mean? <laughs> right? Like, just mind your damn business, lady. That's how I feel. It's, uh, it's like... This is, like, 
somewhat unrelated, but recently I've been having the song, I don't even remember what it's called, it's the one about a moped by Macklemore stuck in my head. I have one lyric from that song <laughs> stuck in my head, and it's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, uh, something about an old man calm the fuck down and sit and mow your damn lawn or something, and I'm like, <laughs> yeehaw, yeah, mind your own business. I love that. You tell that old man off. <laughs> Just tell him to fucking mow his lawn. Gregory. You should have told her to mow her own lawn. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you're vegetarian. That's your mow your own lawn. <laughs> She'd be like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, I, I know. know what it means." Well, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood today. I don't know. Um, yeah. Should we spin for our next question? Yes. Do you have any family members who make Thanksgiving awkward? Definitely my grandma. <laughs> Absolutely. Grandma getting called out on the show today. It's just, well, I feel like people with older relatives definitely already have this experience a little bit with their grandparents, but it's just, uh, like, uh, my favorite part about this is, too, if anybody's listening, they have no idea which grandma I'm talking about because I have five of them. But the one, ah. <laughs> the one I'm thinking of, she just says things that are really out of pocket for no reason and is like a little spiteful <laughs> so you'll like won't be saying anything and just be eating your food and then all of a sudden she'll come out and she'll she'll be like uh uh oh i see that you don't have anything to say to me is because is it because i'm like too old for you that i'm unrelatable and you're like i was just trying Honestly, to that is a that's a power move and i hope that i grew up to be her <laughs> The person sitting there, which is usually me, because I'm like, uh, I'm gonna be honest, my mouth is full. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Honestly, I'm just gonna start doing that at my own family gatherings. Like that's you pretty do that fucking right iconic. now at the age that you are. Is it because I'm old yeah. and unrelatable? I'll just do it to my younger cousins and be like, oh, you have nothing to say to me? Is it because I'm old and unrelatable? Like, do you think I'm annoying? Do you think I'm an ugly millennial? <laughs> I'm not even a millennial. I'm Gen Z. How do you feel about that, you dumb shit? <laughs> just picking fights with all of them. I love that. <laughs> They'll just be sitting there like, pass the mashed potatoes, please. Like, I would like some more stuffing, please. <laughs> I'm 10. Leave me alone. <laughs> right? <laughs> and... I don't know. That's like the one that comes to mind. But yeah, I don't know. I th I think that would be mine. What about what about yours? Mm, it's definitely that one aunt who made that uh, uh, comment about my vegetarianism. Mm. She, I don't know. Like, I love her. You know, she's part of my family. You know, family <laughs> yeah. is family. But yes. it's it's interesting because. When I was younger, my parents used to be like, oh, you remind me so much of her when you, like, when she was that age. Mm -hmm. And we always got, like, compared. And now I think because I'm, like, a very different person than, like, she turned out to be when she was an adult, right? Like, we went on diverging paths completely mm -hmm. that it's just, like, this weird tension. And I don't really know where it's coming from. 
I, I, here's my thing though, just with like the conversations I've had with her, I think that might just be a part of her personality and maybe a little bit of like a touch of insecurity. It's just like, I don't want to shit talk anyone because like I said, she's part <laughs> of my family, but like, yeah, it's just weird. And I, it just makes me feel uncomfortable, which is like what makes it awkward. I think like, why I feel like that's Call a pretty relatable out experience things. for most people, though. Like, to have somebody yeah. in your life who almost... It's like they aren't comfortable with themselves, so then they feel like they need to stack themselves up against other people all the time. Well, it's like, also, that same year that she called me out for being a vegetarian. I'm like, why are you <laughs> calling me out for making a life choice? But okay. How dare that you senior... eat lettuce and enjoy it? <laughs> right? Fuck you for eating grass. I hate you. Um... <laughs> Because of you, the At plants Christmas are suffering. That year. <laughs> Christmas that year, she was like, oh, you're so different now. Like, you don't spend time with the family. You didn't even come, like, spend time with us in the summer. And I was like, I'm busy. Like, I live in a different province now. Like, I'm just doing my You didn't my come over thing. in the summer. I live in another province, Susan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's also kind of like a coming of... Not, like, coming of age, but, like, as you get older, people just have certain expectations of, like, what you were able to do when you were a kid. And it's like, okay, but you would have seen me because my parents would have been bringing me with them. Yeah. Like, I'm not 12 anymore. I'm not forced to go to these family things. And it's not that I don't want to go. It's that I literally live, a like, a 10-hour drive away. Well, people like this idea of, like, oh, well, if... Uh, if I matter to them, they'll make the 12-hour drive to come see me for four hours. And it's like, hey, but you would not do that for anybody else. So you should not be holding that expectation to anybody else. I know. And it's like, when I did come down, I prioritized the people that I wanted to see. And unfortunately, like, sometimes the, like, extended family gets left out of that because, you, you know, like, I'm not... Like, I love them, and I like seeing them, but, like, they're not my number one people to see when I came back in town. Like, my number one people were you, my parents, my partner's parents, and my siblings. Like, and, like, some well, friends from high have, school who I kept in touch with. But everybody has their own little nuclear groups, too, of, like, people that they prioritize within their families. And it's usually their immediate family. Yeah, it's like, you didn't come drive 12 hours to see me. Like, this, well, this road goes they? two ways. But that's the thing. It's like, also, why would they? Like, like <laughs> I said, I think it's just more about some people feel like they need to have people make the effort for them all the time in order to feel cared about, which I am not about that drama. But again, that is also why I feel like a lot of people get like really awkward about Thanksgiving because of all these different little like isms and family dynamics and family dramas where it's like, okay, well, one person's got beef with another person. One person doesn't want beef because they're vegetarian, <laughs> you know, like all these other things. And people have such different opinions on what everybody should be doing all the time, which in my personal opinion, nobody else's business. But that's unfortunately just kind of how it works, which I don't even know why we have a Thanksgiving. If I'm going to be honest, we should all just have turkey and be alone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Emily's like, fuck family. I just want to eat some turkey by myself and see no one right or um just that's the thing like i feel like people just make things a lot more 
a lot extra than they need to be, and I I already spend time with the people who aren't extra, and if you're gonna make my life hot, I don't wanna be a part of it. <laughs> exactly. Amen, sister. Amen. Alright, I think we got one more question left. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is there anyone in your family who has or currently is uninvited to Thanksgiving or other family holidays? Mm. I, I mean, technically, yes, but not for any bad reason. I just have some, like, like one of my aunties who is considered, like, you know, closer in nuclear dynamics you know like not like a distant cousin but like somebody who's like my dad's sister lives in another country so normally they're not invited because i mean australia's that's a long flight for thanksgiving um i mean they're invited but like you know they're not coming yeah it's one of those things where it's like okay it would be nice to invite them if they were around but you're not going to invite them because why would you do that to somebody who lives in another country yeah fair that's fair. Yeah, and that's really the only one I can think of. No no bad reasons yet. I'll let you know if one comes to mind. But now you've got <laughs> me curious. Who's uninvited to Thanksgiving in your family? What's the tea? <laughs> oh my god. Well, okay. So, technically no one's... Kinda. Um, there <laughs> is you? one person who ha- who's like... Not really invited, but kind of just comes sporadically. And whenever mm-hmm. they do come, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is the this is the occasion we're having now. Okay, who is that? Who is it? Is it one of your cousins? Is it somebody I know? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to bleep this out for our listeners, but. <gasps> Oh shoot! Okay, that that checks out actually. I feel like I could have seen that one coming. Yeah, I I did bleep that out for our listeners because I'm not here to to pour the family drama on the internet. But... Listen, listeners, you don't know me or my family, but you're about to. <laughs> but you're about to, and this person is a total. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. Yeah, no, like I said, with what you have told me about this particular person, that that would make sense. Just also with some of the comments I have heard from this person at certain family events of yours that I've also been invited to. Yeah, and I mean, it's like hard because you don't want to uninclude someone, but it's better when they aren't there. <laughs> Well, Which and sounds your, so mean. But in your situation, too, it's not like this person's, like, married into the family either. This is just the partner of somebody who isn't blood-related to you either. So it's already kind of a weird dynamic, I would say. On to, uh, like, on top of all the other bullshit that's you know, you've had to deal with over the years. Exactly. I don't know. But that's it's all I'm going to say about that a little extra okay um but yeah that's all of our questions uh am i allowed to guess what your story is yeah okay um i think that somebody who is not normally invited to thanksgiving realizes that nobody wants them at thanksgiving and they fly into 
a rage. And they show up and they're like, bop, bop. No Thanksgiving for anybody. <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> Not quite, but maybe a little. You've got like, you've got the essence of it like there. Um, but let me just get right on into it because uh, this is an interesting one. Fun fact, this is a story that I started writing for an episode like two years ago and I kind of I decided to go with a different story but when I was looking back through like different stories that I've done research on I saw this one and I was like oh I should I should do that one like that one's so mm-hmm. interesting okay so okay I see you here she is two years later all right full um, send okay okay um so we are traveling back in time to the year 2012 today Oh, wow. 2012. I see lots of Navy and One Direction. And, and Chevron Print. And Chevron Print. Um, what else do I see? I see... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pretty picture. It's not great. It's just... And I'll leave it at that. It's just not great. Well, it's not great in our story either. Let I me tell you think that. I so. So, I mean, it did take place during 2012, so it's already off to a bad start. <laughs> we're, we're starting off on a bad foot, but let me tell you about Byron David Smith. He was then aged 64 and was retired from the U.S. State Department. He was never married and lived alone. His brother, Bruce Smith, described him as a retired security engineering officer. Neighbors said that he kept to himself, but they complained that he regularly shot guns on his property and said they were concerned about children playing nearby and, like, them potentially getting hurt by his guns. Which fair, is yeah. a fair concern. You know? If I'm, like, envisioning myself as a parent with children who are already quite dumb and there's guns nearby, I that would be a concern. Mm-hmm. So... Our our dude Byron here uh, had become very paranoid in the the few months before our story takes place. He claimed that his house had been broken into several times before, and his brother said that he had suffered at least eight burglaries in recent years. However, Byron had only reported one previous burglary to police, and investigators only found evidence of two previous burglaries, one of which occurred in his detached garage, and one of which he appeared to have no knowledge of when it was brought up by police. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron would store bottles of water and granola bars in his basement and would sit with a loaded gun down there. He had also set up surveillance system in his home. So my dude is paranoid. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Byron had claimed that specifically two local teens named Haley Elaine Kiefer and Nicholas Alexander Brady were the ones that had previously broken into his house on two separate occasions. According to Byron, they had stolen $4,000 in cash, his father's POW watch, coins, and a chainsaw. Byron also allegedly feared they had stolen one of his guns in one of their past break-ins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So Haley and Nicholas were actually cousins. Haley was born on October 17th, 1994 in Little Falls, Minnesota. She's the daughter of Jay and Jenny Kiefer, and she attended Little Falls School at the time of this story. She was in her senior year of high school. She enjoyed wrestling from kindergarten through fifth grade and kept stats for the wrestling team. She was involved in gymnastics, diving, softball, cross-country running, and she was a very competitive person in all of her sporting events, competing even when she was injured. She enjoyed hunting, fishing, camping, and spending time with her family and friends. She also worked part-time at Falls Cinema, KFC, Pizza Ranch, and Myers, all in Little Falls. Carly... Davich, who coached Haley in swimming at school, said that she was always happy. She had a way that just made everyone happy, and a lot of swimmers and divers looked up to her. Emma Schmidt, a fellow classmate at Little Little Falls High School, said that Haley was a talented and well-liked. Nicholas was her cousin, and he was born on March 21st, 1995, also in Little Falls. His parents are named Jason and Kimberly Brandy, and Nicholas attended school in Little Falls and in Pillinger, and he was currently in his junior year. He enjoyed wrestling, taekwondo, strength and fitness training, hunting, fishing, camping, four-wheeling, and working on his cars and four-wheelers. According to his parents, he also enjoyed a good laugh and smile, and his smile could light up a room. He especially enjoyed spending time with his family and friends. Now, regarding Haley and Nicholas... With how you're talking about how they're remembered. Well, this is just what people said about them at the time, you know? Uh We're painting a picture here. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, regarding Haley and Nicholas's alleged history of burglaries, Nicholas's sister, Crystal Schleffel, insisted that her brother had no need to turn to burglary, as he made good money working for their father's tree-trimming business. Crystal added that her cousin Haley had undergone treatment for substance abuse and could have been after pills from the homes of these alleged burglaries. Crystal said to the Daily Mail that, quote, yes, she had an addiction problem and stuff. Crystal claimed that Nicholas had also stolen drugs from her home on August 28th of 2012, But that case was still under investigation at the time of our story. So let's fast forward to American Thanksgiving on November 22nd, 2012. Byron says that he was in his basement when he heard a window break upstairs. At this point, Byron says he saw Nicholas on the basement stairwell and he proceeded to fire a gun at the teen out of quote-unquote fear and then shot him again in the face after he fell down. Byron then dragged uh, Nicholas's body into his workshop, and about 10 minutes later, Haley came down the stairs, and Byron shot her multiple times. He tried to shoot her again with his rifle, but then the gun jammed, and Haley laughed at him. Byron then dragged her into the next room, beside her cousin who was dead and as she gasped for air he fired what he described as a good clean finishing shot under her chin up into the cranium byron later said regarding the moment where his rifle jammed if you're trying to shoot somebody and they laugh at you you go again that's a direct quote he's a psychopath he execution styled killed children 
And then he's like, well, I had to kill her. She laughed at me. Yes. Byron left the bodies in his home overnight before calling a neighbor to ask if he knew a good lawyer. He later asked the neighbor to contact police. He claims that he didn't immediately report this event because he didn't want to bother the police on Thanksgiving. What a nice man. Oh, wow. Okay. How about we just maybe don't kill people to start with and then you wouldn't be bothering anybody, including your neighbor. (laughs) Exactly. And when the police finally were called to the scene, Byron admitted that he fired more shots than needed to and told investigators that, quote, I want him dead. Wait, that he wanted him dead or them dead? Them dead. He was referring to Nicholas. Yeah, he was referring to Nicholas, okay. the te- one of the teens that broke into his house, and said that he wanted him dead. <sighs> now, earlier, I mentioned that Byron had set up a surveillance system in his home. Well, it just so happens that it was recording that night. Oh, lovely. So. Okay, let's unpack this and see what happened. So from the surveillance footage, a few discrepancies in Byron's story arose. On November 22nd, Byron drove his vehicle down the road, parking it in front of a neighbor's home. Later that day, Haley and Nicholas broke into Byron's home, as you know. Video surveillance captured the teens casing the property prior to the break-in. By his own account to police, Byron had been visiting neighbors when he saw Haley driving past his home. He commented that he needed to be he needed to get ready for her and went back to his home. Upon entering his house, Byron turned on a recording device he owned. He removed the light bulbs from the ceiling lights and positioned himself in a chair that was obscured from view. He heard the window upstairs break and Nicholas climbed in and Byron waited in silence for 12 minutes until Nicholas began to descend into the basement. Byron shot Nicholas twice on the stairs and then once in the head after he fell to the bottom of the stairs. Byron then made taunting remarks to Nicholas's body, wrapped it in a tarp, and dragged him into another room. He went upstairs and 10 to 15 minutes later he ran back down into the basement, reloaded his weapon, and took up his previous position in the obscured chair. Minutes later, Haley entered the home and could be heard calling her cousin's name. She made her way down the stairs. Byron shot her, wounded, she fell down the stairs, and Byron can be heard on the recording saying, oh, sorry about that, followed by Haley saying, oh my god, which is a discrepancy when he said that she laughed and she was literally crying out. Yeah, because she's terrified and just been shot. Mm -hmm. Byron shoots her again multiple times in the torso and in the midst of which she screams, oh my god, again. And once next to her left eye with a high standard double nine convertible point twenty two caliber single revolver. So he shoots her literally in the left eye. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He repeatedly called her derogatory names and then dragged her into the other room, tossing her body on top of her cousins, and then shot her one final time under the chin, killing her. So she was still alive, being dragged on top of that her would be cousin's terrifying body. i can't even imagine mm-hmm. now this audio that was recorded by byron is like absolutely chilling i literally listened to it again right before we recorded this and i was thoroughly disturbed 
Um, It was released to the public as part of the court documents for this case. And one interesting part of this audio is you can hear Byron before he kills them practicing how he'll ask for a lawyer and some other like disturbing ramblings of his like literally the clip opens with him saying die that's so disgusting and see what i also don't like about this kind of scene that you've described for me so far is that um it literally he literally literally but he was basically hunting them by the sounds of it like he had a chair set up spaced out the timings between when he killed the cousin to wait and see when the girl would come in and all this different stuff like he had an ambush plan set Mm -hmm. up to kill them specifically yep yeah he for sure did um so i will insert a short abridged version of the audio here but i will not put in the sounds of him murdering two teens so if you want to listen to the full thing you can find it online pretty pretty easily but i'll roll that audio for you now bruce uh stop by tomorrow morning no rush but uh, as soon as convenient can you do that? Yeah. Uh, park to the north. Hundred feet north, hundred yards north of the corner, and walk in from the west. I realize I don't have an appointment, but I would like to see one of the lawyers here. You're dead.
Oh, sorry about that. You're dying. Bitch. I'm sure she thought she was a real pro. No rush, but, you know, when it's convenient for you. convenient for you. I felt like I was cleaning up a mess. 
not like spilled food, not like vomit, not even like it, not even like diarrhea, the worst mess possible. And I was stuck with it. from the 
this? received a death threat. I recorded it. mentioned, the deaths were not immediately reported to police. Byron waited until the next day to notify police of the shootings, and Morrison County Sheriff Michael Wetzel acknowledged that Nicholas and Haley were there to burglarize his residence, and that is obviously a crime in itself, but Mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean that they should have been murdered, in my opinion. Uh, No, they took a petty crime and evolved it into literal manslaughter. That's a big jump. I mean, if, like, technically, if you're thinking, like, he planned this, then that's, like, first-degree murder. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, I was just more thinking, like, the slaughtering part. But, um... But yeah, I don't know. See, like, I feel like if somebody's committing petty theft, maybe, I don't know, do something petty back to them. (laughs) 
tit for tat? I don't know. Like, float, throw flour at them or something, you know? Put silly string in their hair. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> There's better ways to get vengeance, Byron. Absolutely, especially because he recorded it. He could, like, find them or something or get them to return his, like, stuff. Uh, like, there's way better ways to have dealt with this. Yeah. Ugh. So, evidence recovered from the car driven by Nicholas was linked to a burglary of the residence of a retired teacher that happened the night before this event. Um, so, there is that. So, like, they were potentially linked to other burglaries in their neighborhood. Okay. As well. So it does still doesn't justify anything, but yeah. it just is a fact. Um, legal analysts have stated that the initial shootings were most likely would have been justified under Minnesota's law, but the subsequent shots were not justified once the threat had been removed. Sheriff Wetzel said that the law doesn't permit you to execute someone once the threat is gone. Hamline University School of Law professor Joseph Olson said, I think the first thought is justified after the person is no longer a threat because they are seriously wounded. The application of self-defense is over. In addition to his home surveillance system, Byron also recorded at least six hours of audio on a digital recorder in the basement of his residence. Prior to the break-in, he has heard saying, In your left eye, and I realize I didn't have an appointment, but I would like to see one of the lawyers here. The prosecution noted that Haley was shot later in the left eye by Byron and alleged that the other statement is a rehearsal of what he would say after the shooting, an indication that he knew that he would soon need an attorney. Mm -hmm. Which, you know. <laughs> Following Again, the shooting, Byron. Doing something which would then need you to call an attorney in the first place. Yeah, like maybe you just don't. Like, that's just maybe pass How do we just don't one? kill I don't people? Know. That would be a nice start. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't want to inconvenience the police on Thanksgiving? Like, let's not inconvenience anyone, ever. Ever again. By killing them. Yes, just leave it Leave it alone. <laughs> just, just don't do that. Um, following the shootings, Byron made a number of statements, including, quote, I am not a bleeding heart liberal. I feel I was cleaning up a mess. Not like spilled food, not like vomit, not even like diarrhea. It was the worst possible, it was the worst mess possible. And I was stuck with it in some tiny little respect. I was doing my civic duty. If the law enforcement couldn't handle it, I had to do it. I had to do it. The law system couldn't handle her and it fell into my lap and she dropped her problem in my lap. And she threw her problem in my face and I had to clean it up. End quote. So all these descriptive words using she, it sounds like he's holding this girl wholly responsible for her and her cousin dying, which is also not okay. Mm -mm. And also just feels super extra targeted now. Yep. It for sure does. It feels like he, like... Had he a scoped her out vendetta. and had an understanding of what was happening and was like, the second they come in here, like, she's done for. And I will say, I didn't include this in my story, like, specifically because I didn't really have any good facts to go with it. But I will say that, like, one of her classmates was quoted saying, like, we're all wondering how she got in that basement because a lot of people were wondering, like, why... 
Like, did she come in after him? Like, you know, like, it felt like it was almost a trap for, like, to lure her in. To get in. her in there. Yeah, well, that was kind of my thought, too, because if he's holding her wholly responsible, it means that he felt like he needed to bait her to get in there. Which is, like, she already then wouldn't have been guilty, really, of anything in the first place if you're having to bait somebody into a house. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's something know. really weird about that. And then, also, she probably wasn't planning on coming in at all, especially if her male cousin was going in first to do whatever it is that they were planning on doing, which is probably something that had already happened. Yeah. And it's like, that's probably something that's already happened before then with previous burglaries, so she hasn't actually been in anybody's house. So how is she being held responsible? I mean, she might have just been the stakeout person. Right. I don't know. There's, like, no evidence... There's not a lot of evidence, like, pointing to the fact that he was, like, purposefully luring her in. But there's also not not evidence, if you know what I'm saying here. Well, if in his testimony, too, he's directing all of his anger about the situation towards the female. Also, that, to me, says there's probably some more underlying parts to it. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, Byron's recorded statements, the evidence indicating that he had planned the shootings, along with the excessive numbers of shots fired, led Byron to being charged with second-degree murder. Byron was initially charged with two counts of second-degree murder. However, in April 2013, he was indicted on two counts of first-degree murder. Bail was later set at $50,000 U.S., which, you know... uh, which he posted and Hamline law professor Joseph Daly commented that the laws surrounding the case were dividing the Little Falls community. In some states, if somebody breaks into your home, you're allowed to shoot them dead. Period, said Daly. He pointed out in other states such as Florida have a stand your ground law, but Minnesota has what's known as a reasonable person doctrine. If a reasonable person would see if you are in fear of great bodily harm or death, that's our statue. It comes down to what would a reasonable person see in this situation for Mr. Smith, said Daly, arguing that summary execution is reasonable. On April 21st, 2014, Byron's jury trial commenced in Morrison County. Smith was represented by attorneys Stephen J. Mesh-Besher and Adam T. Johnson. On April 29, 2014, Byron was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder with premeditation and two counts of second-degree murder after three hours of jury deliberations. He was immediately sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The audio recordings were named by the jurors as the biggest influence on their decision. That was the most damning piece of evidence in my mind, Wes Hell said one of the 12 jurors said following the trial that audio recording of the actual killings and the audio of recording of mr smith's interview immediately after his arrest pretty much convinced me that we are dealing with a deranged individual following his conviction and sentence of life imprisonment brian appealed to the minnesota supreme court on march 9th 2016 the minnesota supreme court affirmed brian's life conviction and sentence. In November 2018, Byron's attorney filed a federal appeal, citing a brief closure of the trial to the public as grounds for Byron's conviction to be set aside, which, if granted, would necessitate a new trial. 
The federal district of court denied relief and the United States Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit affirmed. On November 20th, 2020, Byron's lawyer filed a petition for right of centurie in the Supreme Court of the United States, which was denied on March 22nd, 2021. So, Mr. Manns is still in prison and I'm really hoping he stays there. I hope so too. The fact that he even got to that point over, like I said, petty theft screams a psychopath to me. Yeah. Like he had, it's just... Like, he wanted to kill them. The, he that The intention was totally there. He made I'm, a literal ambush room in his basement with the intention of killing whoever was down there. Like, he set a trap. He unscrewed light bulbs. He placed yep. himself in an area where he knew that they couldn't see them. And he had a loaded gun and was, like, waiting to shoot them. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm sorry, but, like, like, he planned that. He did. And it's like, it's weird too, because like I could see, say, for example, like in his brain, if he was trying to argue for his case, like maybe there was something really important to him in the basement that he really didn't want like burglars getting, especially if you're already like paranoid. But at the same time, he, like you said, he unscrewed all those light bulbs. He basically made it so that at some point, whoever it was would probably end up in the basement where he was and he would kill them. And the thing is, if he saw them casing the place before, and he was he could have called them the to police. Come, he could have called the fucking police, and they could have fucking arrested them if they if that's what they were doing. And like, that's obviously what they were doing because they were there. You know, they broke in. Fair enough. Like they definitely deserve to be punished for that. But I don't think death is a fair punishment. For that, absolutely not. And that's the thing, too, is that he made that big old grandiose statement where he was like, it was my responsibility to to clean the world or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, a couple of kids robbing is not you cleaning the world. That's called they probably have some personal issues that they're dealing with and they need help for. Help is not murder. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, But yes, this is my... Uh, early Thanksgiving tale for you. It's uh, not very cheery, and I personally, if I was in this man's family, would uninvite him to Thanksgiving, is what I'm trying to tell you all. Oh, Um, yeah, well, I think that's fair. (laughs) But yes, that is my tale for you today. Oh, thank you for that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, I've said my piece on that, so I think what I'll do next is I'll just roll into our end credits here. Um, so if you liked our show today, you can visit us on our website, which is www.wheelcrime.com, just to check us out and see what we're about. Um, if you would like to donate to the show, you can visit us on Patreon at Wheel of Crime, uh, just to see what kind of rewards you can get for supporting us. It's super fun. Um, if you would like to leave us a review, which does help us with trending and the charts and all that stuff, you can leave us a review on iTunes. A five star would be really awesome. Um, <laughs> oh yes, uh, you can follow us on social media also, which is at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Wheel of Crime, and if you would like to submit a story, ask us a question, say something cool, you can email us at uh, wheelofcrime at gmail.com, and I believe that's everything. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners out there. We hope that you have a better holiday season than the people in this story. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I would hope that as well. Please don't murder anyone. Um, Ever. That's my best advice. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Don't trample anyone in the mall on Black Friday. That's also a tip. Pro tip uh, for me. Yeah, that's also a really good one. Maybe just in general, we should all, even for myself, practice on being nice people. And if you can't, stay at home and have turkey by yourself. (laughs) Amen, sister. All right. Bye for now. Bye.